Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. on March 30th. On the same night, I'm going to be at Discount Comedy Therapy Show, which is at Burke's Public House, 8 p.m. And then on March 31st, I will be at the Comedy Bar in Chicago at 8 p.m. And then on April 2nd, I will be at Chicago's Laugh Factory, 7.30. So find me at these shows, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. Today, I'm going to talk about the show Now We Are Breaking Up, which is an SBS drama from 2021. It stars Song Ye-kyo and Chang Ki-yong. For some reason, this show was completely under my radar. I was very pleasantly surprised to find it, and then I binged it in like a week and a half. It is written by a writer named Che In, who I am not familiar with, but she wrote the show Misty which is a JTBC drama, and it is currently on Netflix in the United States. So check that one out. I guess I have to check it out because I did like Now We Are Breaking Up. It's a unique show. A few things about this show. It focuses on a female protagonist named Young Eun, who is a head designer at a very large design firm. But she has her own line named Sono, and it's struggling while competing with some of the other brands. And uh, Youngun is also a very modern woman, so she is down to fuck. Yeah, she has a one-night stand with a man named Mr. J, a.k.a. Jaegook, and he is really into her after a one-night stand. Uh, some of the things that don't add up for me about this show is, why is a guy who has a one-night stand with you really, really into you? <laughs> like, <laughs> um. Very rarely after a hookup is a guy really, really interested in you. I don't know. I mean, is this true? Okay, I've had... Okay, I've had my share of, like, first first date hookups or just, like, hooking up with a random guy that I meet at a bar or whatever. Like, I've had... Okay, I've had my fun in my 20s, all right? Let's put it that way. Um, And uh, I would say... In those instances, yeah, okay, there were follow-ups, but it was never for, like, a committed relationship. Maybe that is the distinction I'm trying to make here, okay? It was more so that they can continue to fuck again. It wasn't like, oh, I not only do I want to have sex with you, but I also want you to be my committed partner. <laughs> that's, that's what makes these shows nowadays so ridiculous for me. And it's always been ridiculous because none of these men have ever been realistically, um, how do I say, convincing, right? But they are now adding, these these contemporary K-dramas are now adding the layer of sexual politics. And it is not at all uh, realistic in, in my in my from my perspective, from where I stand. That's just that's just my personal stance. If you go and have hookups and then all these men want a full committed (laughs) wholesome relationship with you hey you go you go okay but uh 
as for the rest of uh, humanity, this is really not the case. That is really, really not the way to get a man to commit to you by putting out immediately. Okay, that's that's number one. I'm not I'm not being like a Christian mom right now. I'm just reaffirming what all Christian moms have said, and they were all correct. <laughs> Another thing that doesn't add up for me is why is Youngun not loving again after ten years? Okay, like she dated a guy for two months. All right, they dated and it was intense, whatever. But then her lover dies. And then she just never hears about it. Like, how? How is that possible? I find this really bizarre. It's also really odd listening to really terrible French being exchanged between Youngun and Mr. J after their first hookup. I was like, what the fuck is, what is going on? What is happening? It was really bizarre. C'est très bizarre, as they say in French. Some moving moments about this show, uh, when Misuk returns to modeling. That, I was very, very teary-eyed, okay? It was a little bit morbid when she made comments about how the cancer made her very thin enough to become a model again. Uh, but killing off the protagonist's best friend when women are in their late 30s seems to be some kind of trend in K-dramas these days, right? Like, if you're watching 39, you know what I'm talking about. I'm still analyzing this sort of pattern that I'm noticing. But there is a hint of nationalism. Not a hint. It's, like, actually very apparent. There's a, a, a definite substantial layer of nationalism in this Korean drama, and appropriately so, I say. Because... I thought it was very interesting to see a show that places Korea in the underdog's position and then allows it to rise to the top. Whereas in the past uh, K-dramas I've seen, Korean businesses were always struggling to seek the approval of a white company abroad. And this is another pattern I'm noticing in Korean dramas as of late. And these shows are not afraid to say no or clap back in business strategies where they take a political stance for Korea. And it's interesting to see these moves being made by a female executive in the fashion industry. I think this was perhaps Hong Yi-gyo's best performance in a dramatic series. I've always struggled with Hong Yi-gyo's acting. And this is not just me, but this is all of Korea. They all struggled with Hong Yi-gyo's acting abilities. Uh, but she was very good. In this role on this show i mean like she's been in the business for you know over 20 years now and she is really showing her seasoned abilities as a performer i think the other show she shown in very brightly is uh full house because she plays more of a comedic role but i have generally had trouble dealing with her in dramas but this one she's very good I, I was really happy to see her working. But with actors like Song Yi-kyu and Song Seung-on, I do wonder what becomes of them once they get a little too old. Like, as they keep getting older, what's going to happen? Because they're now both in their 40s. What kinds of roles will be coming to them? I'm very curious. Will they continue to play the hottie in romantic dramas? Right? I mean, I don't know. Because, like, Yi Byung-on is uh, sort of, how do I say, he's in the queue. He's, he's due for another K-drama written by a very, very famous writer. And he is in his 50s. Is he still going to be playing the lead, the stud? Maybe. I mean, I guess for some of these beautiful people, it just keeps going, huh? I was re-watching Lovers in Paris, and uh, I saw Jung Yeri playing a mother to a 30-year-old son. 
when she was 44 as an actress okay so it, i guess it just depends on the actor right it depends on the actor and what role they're going to get but still it makes a person wonder one major fun fact that i noticed about now we are breaking up is that the photography studio that mr j sets up is the exact same building that was used in the drama when a man loves and it was the bookstore owned by Mido's family the one starring song sing so Interestingly, there is a six degrees of separation between Song Hye-kyo and Song sung through this one setting on both of these shows, right? And you heard it you heard it here first. You heard it here first on K-Drama School. That is not a fact that you could get on Naver. That is a fact that you got here. So please credit K-Drama School. Today's guest is Julia Stone. She is a very funny comedian. She's based in Los Angeles. I actually had a nice show with her this very evening. She's dropping some knowledge. Let's talk to... Julia Stone. You know, hey, that's a nifty uh, headset. Oh, I uh, work for a video game company, so it's required to look like this. So that's, that sounds fun. What do you do there? I do marketing for them, so I'm a marketing producer. Oh shit! So does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it literally means I bother people while trying to be as least annoying as possible basically it's just like hey that those things that we need to publish to market this stuff did you get that done cool (laughs) yeah yeah this other stuff we're gonna need to publish soon what do we need to do for that blah 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 those types of yeah yeah i'm coming to realize that that's what work is all work is is bothering people to do Uh something that you don't want to do and they don't want to do 100 percent. work is just school but nobody's checking your homework until it's too late and then all of a sudden it's like oh you didn't do that thing yeah we we now are getting yelled at for not doing yeah 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 we're we're getting yelled at or we're getting fired or the company's going bankrupt or something yeah it's yeah it's the worst i I don't know what to do about that. Like, how do I escape that system? I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get well, there. I'm the, trying to figure it out. I think the only way without just being famous for being famous is uh, to be the one yelling at people. So that's why everybody wants to be in charge. They're like, I don't want to get yelled at. I want to yell at people. So Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to yell at people. That's the yeah, other thing. Either. I, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. People think that yeah. like, it's like, oh yeah, Grace is, uh, she could get fiery and they think I enjoy it. It's like, no, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. You know? I don't enjoy that you made me yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. Let's focus on the discomfort that you caused, not yeah. the result. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's, they always miss that part, you know? Mm-hmm. Like uh, years ago, I was on I was on the set of a short film that I was producing and the director had um to to put it in extreme words is to say he assaulted me but oh to God. put it in like less extreme words is like he slapped my ass in front of like crew members oh in a restaurant okay so we could call that assault right yeah so because he did that I punched him in the face <laughs> That feels like a fair trade. I think so. But I just became the talk of the town as the producer who punched the director in the face. Do you know what oh, I'm saying? Man. 
Yeah. Nobody nobody asked why did she punch him in the face? What did he do? Nobody asked. They just said Grace punched the director in the face. That's yeah. that's well, what that. Yeah. Obviously it was normal that he slapped your ass cuz you know that just happens. That's but, a given. You know, punching somebody in the face is like that's Whoa, a no-no. Grace, what yeah. did you do? Yeah. How dare you? Cro- yeah. you, you? You were you were out of line there, Grace. 100%. Yeah. So punching and yeah. doing the face. Fucking people, I'm surprised you're man. not in jail, honestly. Yeah. So. No, I, I should have been imprisoned for that. Yeah, you're right. For life. Yeah. For life. Yeah. yeah. For life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, it's fine. Okay. So you work. That's good. I, that's, that's really good. I don't work right now. And it's amazing. It is amazing, but it's also like, what am I doing? You know, I kind of mm-hmm. struggle with, um, yeah, with feelings of like, I, I feel like a loser, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that you, you feel like a loser if you have a job too so don't worry like that's just a universal <laughs> feeling so <laughs> we're gonna fe- we're gonna feel like losers stop. regardless we're gonna yeah. find a way you know employed or unemployed loser feeling god damn <laughs> it where's the escape yeah. of that there's so many things I want to escape uh. okay yeah. fuck how long? How long have I'm you sorry been? Sorry to in, give how... you an existential crisis all of a sudden. No, 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 no. It's okay. You're trust me. You're not the one inducing it. It's self. <laughs> it's self-induced, and I do it moment by moment every single day. Uh, so how how long have you been in LA? Or are you from SoCal? I've lived in LA since I was ten, but my family right. is from New Zealand, and that's where I was born. And then we moved Whoa. to Canada when I was five. So that's why I still sound I have like a North American accent and I moved Whoa. here when I was ten. Holy shit. So, so you're a Kiwi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Do you go back yeah. there? Yeah. I uh, all my extended family is still there. So we used my Whoa. dad used to work for Air New Zealand, so that was why we moved so much. And then mm. we, we used to get cheaper flights. So we used to go back once or twice a year. But you know, it's nice to have an exit strategy is how I feel about Fuck it. Yeah. So, especially yeah. when they're kind of crushing it in general. So Uh-huh. And New Zealand's really beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's super like scenic and you know, Lord of the Rings obviously really blew it up already. So yes. people ever since have been obsessed. But I've never yeah. had someone go and be like, I didn't like it. So yeah, I saw that Jane Campion film. Rec- I, I'm a big fa- fan of Jane, Jane Campion, but he watched her film, um, what is it, Year of the Dog or something? Oh, I and- don't know. I don't know that one. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is in it. Jesse okay. Plebens is in it. Okay. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Uh, nice. And Just it's all the blonde to- and pale people. It's <laughs> very, like, very Aryan film. Yes. But... Uh, <laughs> it's set in montana like the film okay. is it was a book originally and and jane campion adapted it for the screen and it's set in montana the story set in montana but they shot it in new zealand during the pandemic okay. yeah nice yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I could see how you would uh you know make that distinction like you know it's a lot of sheep and farmland and things uh-huh. i don't know if they have sheep in Man- montana i assume there's farmland though there's a lot of sheep in montana a lot yeah there you go uh-huh yeah. It, and it was like so epically beautiful. I was like, "Whoa, my God!" Is like, like crazy I beautiful over there. A sheep farmer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> New Zealand or in Montana. I mean, you have two choices. Yeah. You know, equally. Yeah. So Just okay, drop you off in one, and then you can figure out where you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
No, that'd be something, huh? It's like blindfold somebody and drop them off in like any plane land and be like, can you guess where you are? And if they guess correctly, hundred thousand dollars. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That... I don't, I don't know if you saw. There's um a like YouTube videos going around of this guy who will hold up a sign and be like, if I don't speak your language, I'll give you $50 or something like that. And he Ooh. just speaks like dozens of languages. Ooh. And, like, it's really crazy. That is a good game. I like that game. Yeah. So that guy, okay, that guy, and then this location game. That's actually, yeah. this is a good reality show pitch. I think we have a good reality <laughs> show pitch right now. Be like, can you guess where you are? Yeah, which yeah. is good because we'll give you a job again, so you don't feel like a loser. You know, we come full circle. Yeah, so. save me, <laughs> fuck yeah. The great irony is whenever like, because uh, I'll get like audition stuff come in, but mm -hmm. the ones that are not sent directly from representation, but from like you know just the whatever the site, it's usually mm -hmm. reality show shit, and I mm -hmm. always I always just send it right to the trash bin because I'm like fuck that shit i would never yeah. <laughs> but in terms of coming up with concepts and ideas for shows like reality tv is the easiest right because mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. just one formula and then that's it yeah well mm. and it's crazy too because you don't even have to get people to do what you want as long as you can piece together from what they've said somehow you'll get what mm -hmm. you want from them so all you need is an editor yeah exactly you just need a a good editor and the editors who work on reality tv have like they have it down pat like they understand mm -hmm. the system they understand the mm -hmm. rhythm of it and they just know exactly how to edit it so it's an easy money-making thing i i understand the merits of it i just don't want to watch it or be a part of it that's my <laughs> only issue no reality tv shows nothing no no i don't really watch them do you watch them i will if I start one, I'll be like, well, I got to see how this plays out, you know? Yeah. So what I do most of the time is go on Am I the Asshole on Reddit. Mm. You know that one? No. Oh, my God. It's this subreddit that is just like my, I'm going to chill and go to bed, like read this before bed. Oh, uh, interesting. And it's a subreddit where people will pose like a situation that happened and uh -huh. then be like am i the asshole like am i the one who is wrong here or is the other person wrong oh. and the internet decides who the asshole is and it's mm. great because most of the time it's people who really need the validation that they aren't the asshole and are just surrounded by toxic people but then oh. when you get people who are the asshole they are so oblivious to the fact <laughs> that they are the asshole and people just like wreck them in the comments so that's I, also I feel like a they're good doing show. Lord's work, honestly. So yeah, yeah. Wow, what like, an amazing forum! I do feel like it's basically reality TV, but like yeah. short story version of it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 amazing. Isn't isn't that interesting? It's like uh, there's no there's no in between. You don't get like an in between person, or th those are perhaps not worth mentioning because it's so banal that it's like, all right, whatever. So there are options of everybody sucks here in case yeah. everybody fucked up or uh -huh. there are people where it's like no assholes here where it's like this is a tough like situation and everybody mm. did their best. Like mm, So those, those will come up 
And then one, sometimes you'll see a, you're the asshole, but it's justified and we agree with you. So you're technically oh. the asshole, but we're on your side. So. Yeah, because you're the one who's, you're the hero in this situation. Yeah, it's like in Whoever's your, writing per, the story. In your producer thing, perhaps you would have been voted you're the asshole, but justified, you know? So I don't think so. I still think you would have been not the asshole if you were going to post this, but. Yeah. Yeah. So in the game show, then it would be like, if you guess like, like, let's say, like, you know, you have to still hypothesize, right? And in a hypothesis, you have to have a an answer that you're predicting or expecting, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, let's say you present this story, but it's like, do you think they're going to vote you as the asshole or not the asshole? And you mm -hmm. say, I say they're not, they're going to say I'm not the asshole. And mm -hmm. if, if that aligns, then you win the money. Yeah. But if it doesn't align then you pay the money <laughs> to the, the person audience. that you <laughs> no not even the oh, audience yeah, to the person yes. make it oh worse make that. it worse I to the person that. that you got into a fight with fuck yes. oh my god that would be amazing and it doesn't matter what income level you're at yeah. it doesn't matter even if you're poverty stricken you have to take out a loan and fuck yourself up and you have to still pay them we're just going to clear all the court cases that are in civil court right now. Like, we yeah. got this. Don't worry about it. We anymore. got it. Yeah. Forget Squid Game. Like, this is a way better show. <laughs> way better show. Yeah. The stakes are way higher in this case. Because yeah. uh, it has to do with your ego, right? Mm -hmm. Like, things associated with the ego feels like life or death. Always. 100%. Like, yeah. we're not going to kill you. You're just going to want to kill yourself because mm -hmm. you're going to be so embarrassed. So humiliated. Yeah. On television. On network television in America. Fuck. Yeah. They're going to fucking broadcast it all over the globe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think we have something here. Let's pitch it. Let's take, let's call our management it. right now and pitch it. <laughs> wow. That's a great Reddit forum. So, okay. When you, when you're reading this before bedtime, like what's the comfort that lulls you to sleep? You know, I think it's, I love a good, uh, because the one those particular stories I love the most are about when a family member is being insane and then the person gets the validation that um, like you know that family member is insane and being unreasonable mm -hmm. and I'm like you know I would love that kind of validation in my life every day actually so yes, <laughs> if I can yes. get it vicariously through these other people that's amazing yeah. so. oh interesting interesting so you deal with some tough family members huh yeah it's a uh, you know I, I tend to avoid the tough family. It's it's hard because, like I said, like all my extended family is in New Zealand. So it's uh -huh. only the immediate family here. So it's a very uh, uh, select few. And then within yeah. the select few, yeah. don't talk to a select few. So I understand. Yeah. You have a lot of siblings? Uh, I have a twin sister. And, then and that's an older it? Brother. Oh, one older brother. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Are you close with your sister? we're pretty we're close we um there was a time where we didn't talk very much because we didn't get along and we didn't get along that much growing up we were like everyone said we were the worst version of twins because we don't look oh. alike and we didn't uh -huh. get along we do now uh -huh. and it's fine but yeah. um they're like yeah this is not exciting twin behavior at all actually mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you guys are ruining it uh was how no it's more it. interesting it's more interesting when they don't get along actually yeah yeah because the Oh, you expect them to you expect them to yeah. like mirror each other all the time yeah it is nice to have a buddy like you're always kind of like like especially with moving so much you know like yeah. it's like oh i have like a, one person to go to this new school with me so yes. that was always yes. nice yeah but 
but twins run in my family. I have twin cousins that mm. also have twins. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. we're, we're producing at a rapid rate is what's <laughs> happening. Yeah, it, it is a genetic thing I, that I know it runs in the family. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when I was a kid, I, I had like this neighborhood friend they were twin sisters and if you look at their family photograph you could see like sets of twins like all throughout like mm -hmm. the big family it was an interesting yeah. thing okay so you have an older brother as well that must have been interesting for him too to have like siblings who are way closer you know biologically and in every which way and he's like and he's also different gender he's male and sisters mm -hmm. mm. yeah He's also not the best person, so we don't, you know, mm -hmm. hang out with him very much. So. Yeah. I figured that that was the sibling you were referring to. Yeah. You're like, uh, I listened yeah. to you and I put two and two together. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is your sister also in California? Yeah. Yeah. She's like 15 minutes from here. So, but oh, life on shit. a very different trajectory. Works in HR, is uh -huh. very pregnant with her first kid, like holy a couple shit. weeks away from giving birth. Wow. So, Whoa. super crazy. Yeah. Her first kid. Mm -hmm. So, you're going to be an aunt. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is that exciting for you? I'm excited that she's excited. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I'm happy for her. I think I will. I must. I feel like I'm like I must understand how the dads feel. Where I'm like, it's not real to me yet that she's like when I see her holding a baby and she tells me it's her baby, I'll be like, wow, you had a baby. Like, yeah. But until then, I feel like it's not super real. Um, and then selfishly, it. I'm like, oh, so you're not gonna be able to hang out as much, you know? Yeah. Like, so. Um, but yeah. I think it's also because, like, the older that I get, the more I'm like, I don't know if kids are for me, you know? So mm -hmm. I feel like I'm mm -hmm. like, it's not, I'm happy that the people I know that want kids are having kids, but it also makes me a little insecure of like, oh no, your life is going in this direction that I don't know if I'm going and we're still going to hang out, right? So. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's funny is uh, my friend, she just had a baby last year. Her son is going to turn one in about two weeks. Mm -hmm. And when she had her baby, she felt similarly. Like she was afraid that she would not be able to hang out with her friends as much because mm -hmm. she's having a baby. Mm -hmm. So I think it goes both ways. Yeah, you know, I think that fear goes both ways. And yeah, you should just communicate it. <laughs> Uh, because th th it's it's possible that the other party is feeling the exact same way like in, in this instance like, it was my friend who was telling me this herself she's like please call me like I'm never that busy you know like because mm -hmm. I was like yeah I don't feel like calling or like texting that often because I, I figure your hands are full because you have a baby you know yeah but she's like yeah like I'm afraid that everybody assumes that about me and then nobody contacts me again mm -hmm. so I was like oh so like this fear of like abandonment and neglect go both ways mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense like, yeah yeah it's the baby's fault really <laughs> we should all just be mad at the baby it's just fucking hearing, fault the so. baby it's the yeah. child's fault yeah. yeah you ruined everything not yeah. only your parents relationship but <laughs> their relationship to everybody else around them yeah 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 literally just so needy just demanding everybody's time and attention so loud yeah fucking use your words stop whining you know <laughs> yeah um okay that's cool and I, I think i think uh you're you're right like it's the mother who has it in them you know so it's their first encounter so they're the ones that are like experiencing everything but the people mm -hmm. around them don't have this physical 
attachment and this physical growth happening mm-hmm. in them that's changing everything to in their in their bodies and their minds moment to moment and their emotions really but for the outsider it's like they have to see the physical object to mm-hmm. have any kind of reaction or emotion so yeah you need to see mm-hmm. your end product yeah and then see mm-hmm. if you like it so mm-hmm. yeah so let's see how your product is and then uh-huh. and then i'll give a reaction yeah but I, i'm pretty yeah, and then I'll I'll write about it on Reddit and decide whether you're the asshole or I'm the asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Uh I think you I think you know you will feel a lot of love for this baby cuz is it a boy or a girl, do you know? Uh we don't know. So they're not sharing, so I'm not okay. sure, but to this uh to this uh we'll call it a non-gender binary child for now. There go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> you you will feel you will feel immense love for this child once you encounter them. I'm sure because it's that's your what, that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah, it's your sister's baby. It's your twin yeah. sister's baby. It's gonna yeah. look like you a little bit. Yeah, Maybe. that'll be the wild part. Yeah, imagine um, if this baby looks more like you than your sister. That would be super crazy. So that like, would I be wild. Mine now. I don't know. Like, I don't yeah, know. I think, uh, yeah, just give me the baby because mm-hmm. if you raise it, kid will just be confused. Yeah. Be yeah. Like, why? Are, why is my aunt raising me? I don't understand. <laughs> I think it's also I'm I'm more worried because I've literally held a baby twice in my life, so I have oh, wow. zero experience with how to take care of this uh-huh. thing, and so yeah. I'm just like. I feel like I'm going to be for the first six months, like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready to hold your baby. I think, I don't think I'm going to break it. I don't, I don't know if I, like, yeah. I need you to tell me exactly how to sit and just put it in my arms and then take it away maybe 30 seconds later. And then we'll just keep doing reps like that until I understand. <laughs> how to hold this baby. <laughs> wow. Wait, wh- when were the other two times you held babies? One was a cousin's baby when we were visiting New Zealand mm-hmm. and then I don't even remember, honestly. I I want to say it was probably another cousin also in New Zealand. So all my uh-huh. all my baby holding experiences in New Zealand. I don't know if it's going to translate to America. You know, uh-huh. we'll see. <laughs> Through cousins, yeah. These are cousins' children, and this is mm-hmm. your nephew or niece that you're talking about. Yeah, and they were so, also more like six months or a year or something like that. Uh, like, I'm like, bigger this baby's babies. gonna be fresh, you know. It's gonna be. So. <laughs> Fresh out of the oven. <laughs> Fucking infant. Yeah. 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 Practically a fetus. Yeah. How do you handle a fetus? We don't know. We don't know yeah. how to hold those things yet. Okay. Fascinating. You're, you're going to be fine. When I held my friend's baby, he was still an infant, like three months old or something. Like I, and I've held, I, I've held babies before, but mm-hmm. this feeling was different. And I think it's because of my age at this point. But like when this baby was like on my shoulder and I was holding it, it felt really good. And I was oh, like, wow. uh oh. Uh oh, this is a new feeling. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. So are you thinking you do want kids? Well, I just liked that feeling. I don't know okay. if I want to have it just for mm-hmm. that feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. But I wonder if this feeling was nice, would it be nice to actually like have a baby and then like watch mm-hmm. it grow and thrive and become a person? I'm sure that would be fucking wild. I'm yeah. sure. But as of now, I I don't want one. I'm not like you know out getting hammered and trying to get pregnant or anything. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. That's the way you do it. So. That's the way to do it, really. Yeah. You know, just go on a rampage. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
yeah yeah just go out like there's sperm anywhere and everywhere why go to a sperm bank just go to a bar go to your local bar hook up with anybody <laughs> fucking sper sperm's free the paperwork none no of <laughs> none of that shit none of that anonymity <laughs> blah 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 no it could be anonymous as long as you're blackout drunk all right yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no um there are quite a few women in their like late 30s early 40s who get knocked up in that way like they live their 20s and 30s indecisive like do i want mm -hmm. a kid or not don't know don't know don't care working 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 career 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 and then they go out hook up get pregnant and they're like you know what i'm gonna keep it <laughs> and they just have a baby this happens a lot I feel like this makes sense. It's like you're forced to now make a decision. So it's yeah, like, oh, I guess we'll see what I really wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a decision with stakes because it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, I got pregnant. You know, like they're they're friends of mine who get their eggs frozen. They're friends of mm -hmm. mine who are doing in vitro, like all kinds of shit to get pregnant. And I got pregnant without even fucking trying. Just mm -hmm. went out, got hammered got knocked up you know and then yeah. they're just like this could be a gift this could be a sign mm -hmm. and then they have the baby and then they love it yeah they're very happy that they had the baby so anyway i guess that's my five-year plan yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's that'll be my 40th birthday I yeah mean, you're already yeah. being a good mom by having a five-year plan i think you're ready so <laughs> i'm planning i'm planning ahead i'm thinking about my future and my kids future yeah yeah okay crushing it I am. I'm killing it. So then, like, what's what's your uh, long-term goal here in Los Angeles? Doing comedy. Doing comedy. I would love to write for a late night. That's, like, my end-all be-all of, you know, John Oliver, John Stewart's yeah. back now, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, political like stuff. That's the dream. Yeah. I feel like, and it's funny because I really don't do very much political comedy, um, but I feel like I still really admire their ability to take something not only topical but ser very serious most of the time and mm. find the humor in it and yeah. so I just I and I love the fast turnaround of things and all that mm -hmm. yeah there is a, a quick expiration date for topical humor yeah and so it does require like you know being on top of your shit so I guess you mm -hmm. read the news a lot then I used to, honestly, and then the Trump presidency just wore me out, and I, like, now that we can all relax a little bit, I've I've started to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Last couple days with the Ukraine, I was like, all right, we got to get back into this, so never it's mind. Crazy. Breaks over. Um, I know. That shit's crazy. But, yeah, I... I, but that's part of what I like. I'll watch a lot of Seth Meyers and things like that. And I'm like, I really yeah. appreciate you delivering me the short version of this in an entertaining way that yeah. CNN isn't quite giving me. So, for sure, <clears throat> that's definitely a thing. Yeah, it's uh, that is for some people the only way that they get news. It's through these mm -hmm. late night TV shows, and um, it does serve a very useful function. Um, Okay, like this is just like a, a conspiracy theory that just flitted through my mind yesterday. I was I at the it. Corbin Bowl mic. Okay. I don't know if it's in Tarzana. And uh, I, it's like a very like conspiracy theory vibe there. It's a bowling alley. Okay. You know, it's the valley. Everybody's washed up, you know. <laughs> and um, 
I was just like, I have this feeling that since the U.S. is currently not at war with anybody, well, not like a hot war. There are military bases all around the world, but mm -hmm. there's no like firing and killing that we know mm -hmm. of as of now. Yeah. Since we just pulled out of the Middle East, I feel like America kind of pushed Putin's buttons or cut a deal with Putin and said, why don't you invade the Ukraine and um, we'll start another war. I, I That's just a feeling I have, you know, because America is addicted to war, just like Americans are addicted to alcohol and gluten <laughs> and fried foods and everything like that. And I just feel like, yeah, yeah. This is I mean, probably another money-making scheme for the military-industrial complex. What do you think? I was, yeah, I was going to say the military-industrial complex is real, and so yeah. all the all the weapons dealers right now are like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" Like this is ready. it. Like yeah, thank God. Is, mm -hmm. Yeah, they've been waiting. So they've been waiting. I, yeah, I mean, if you just look at the budget for America, look at how much money we spend on this compared to other things. Like we were just chill with being like a slightly less competent leader not even competent uh -huh. it's more of a slightly less dominant leader uh -huh. oh man the social programs that we could have instead are, would be amazing amazing it would be out of control yeah. it would be bonkers like teachers yeah. like teachers in europe teachers in like switzerland they get paid six figures that is this crazy, is the truth right? that this is the amazing. truth yeah, teachers in Austria, six figures. They make a handsome salary. Yeah, yeah even in like bumfuck towns, teachers are well-respected individuals. They make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, uh, even here... in New Zealand too. It's like out the. I was we were talking with my aunt and uncle over the Christmas holiday, and they were like, "So what are you guys doing on Christmas?" And I'm like, "Oh, we might go see a movie." And they're like, "You can go see a movie. Everything is shut down here because they don't want anyone to be forced to work who's not essential." And I'm like, "What is that like to value people's time?" Oh yeah, yeah. To like collectively as a country yeah. decide that essential workers whose names are essential workers should be treated with dignity respect and that's it dignity and respect yeah yeah, yeah. given a break wow see that's not something even we would think of americans don't even think about that like, you're essential worker so you're essential to our needs so you mm -hmm. better be fucking on the floor like yeah. it's like so counterintuitive to what we're calling them mm. yeah and even so many things like if you look at people who are nurses and things like that and doctors where they have these crazy hours of like okay we're gonna work for 24-hour shifts i'm like actually as my doctor i would love for you to be well rested and for me to be the only person you had to see today like that would be great if you could yeah. be at the top of your game right now yeah it doesn't make any sense to demand things like bedside manner you know from a totally irritable person who's irritable because they're insomniacs and probably drinking lots of coffee and eating like shit you know <laughs> they're completely out of whack their e equilibrium yeah. is totally out of whack and to expect a nice bedside manner which you as the patients should expect because you're a patient mm -hmm. and vulnerable but it's like they're, they're not going to be able to give you that because they feel like crap yeah, yeah. like you're tired from answering emails for eight hours a day, like, and in a bad mood. So, <laughs> yeah. like, yes. I'm like, 
I'm in a bad mood when I get an email that is directly like, yep, that's something I'm responsible for. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but yeah. Still, how dare you? So. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine somebody just died on your fucking table and somebody shit on the floor while you were there and, you know, whatever, like some, some disgusting, terrible shit you saw, you know, your, your, your brain is traumatized, but you got to act as if you're professional and numb to it all. And then you go and see a patient whining about, a cut on their finger you know it's infected nonetheless but still it's like come on yeah. they're actually you know? dying from sepsis but yeah. <laughs> they're dying but you're like this is a fucking cut on the finger that's yeah. that's probably how misdiagnoses happen right they're like no that looks right. fine like you you don't like, i've seen a man with a gash on his face earlier you're fine you know and they just send you send your ass home and you're like oh am yeah. i fine and then you slowly die <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's like anything else. We all have those days where it's like, I could go above and beyond right now, but you know what? I'm not going to. So yeah, doctors are no different. I feel like I, this is slightly unrelated, but slightly related. I had to have the carpet replaced in my apartment. And because the previous people who lived here before we moved in, they must have just let their dog pee all over it or something because it just was awful. Oh and God. the one of the things you have to do when you remove carpet is there are little wood slats that they nail the carpet into that have to be nailed into the floor. And mm -hmm. so I we told the carpet guys like, hey, we need the wood slats replaced because those smell like pee. And mm -hmm. they're like, oh, no, we can't do that. And I was like, no, no, no. Do that or do not do this job because there's no reason to replace the carpet yeah. without also replacing the wood that smells yeah. like pee. Yeah. We had this huge back and forth. Turned out they could do it. They didn't have long enough nails with them to do it because they had run out. So they literally asked me to go to Home Depot for them to get them nails so that they could like start on the job like of getting rid of the carpet. But then and so and I this was I, I kid you not like the fourth time the carpet people came out. And I was so fed up. I was like, I'll go to Home Depot. It's fine. And I like got them nails, came back yeah. and they did it. And wow. I was like, yeah, that is way more work. And I understand, but I need you to do the more work right now. Yeah. I can't believe that they refused to do that job because they didn't have the nails. I, w I was like, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those where sometimes I, was, I felt bad. Like, I felt like I'm being so demanding right now. But I'm like, no, I need this to be done. Otherwise, there's going to be pee in this apartment and then our dog is going to pee on the carpet so 100%, it's going to be a yes. huge waste if yeah. we so i know i'm being difficult right now but it's because this needs to get done yeah it does need to get done uh yeah it, and it's very normal for like contractors to go to home depot and pick mm -hmm. stuff up it's like very much a part of their routine so mm -hmm. i don't know what caused them to be so resistant with that one trip to Home Depot and yeah, get was, a fucking thing of nails? Wow. It was bizarre. But I was like, you know what? If this is what it's going to take, I will go get these nails because I just do not want to deal with this carpet anymore. I have a question. Why not call a different contractor? So we had already bought the carpet through 1-800-EMPIRE uh -huh. uh, because uh -huh. jingles do work. And I <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. had already placed the order through them so like yeah. already had a guy come out to like look at the carpet picked out a new carpet all yeah. that stuff and 
then the contractor's like the next step. So it's like, I could have canceled it, but then I, I would have had to go through the whole process all over again. And like mm. no guarantee that the next contractor is going to be good. And each, it was like right, a few right. times that the contractors came out and it was different people each time. Yeah. So, so these are contractors associated with 1-800-EMPIRE? Yeah, exactly. Fucking fascinating. See, this is why jingles work because they're corporations and corporations are a fucking mess. How interesting. <laughs> it's like either way, it was going to be an inconvenience. It's like to go through the whole process again would have been an inconvenience or going to Home Depot mm -hmm. would have been an inconvenience. But if you go to Home Depot, you would at least get your carpet done exactly. faster. I understand. Exactly. Okay. Choosing yeah. the lesser evil here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I I'm in agreement with you. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't I, I don't understand how that's related to essential workers. <laughs> it was more of the people will not always do the best job that they can because they're tired and they yes. are, you know, so they're going to do a medium job. But yes. if you, I'm sure these contractors were overworked and had like I was the second job of the day, you know, and yeah. so I'm sure the, these guys and they were here for like eight hours. Like it was a long job. So Holy shit. I, I get it. And oh, I understand I why they just wanted to do it the easiest way possible. I completely yeah. get it. But I was like, I have to live here and right. that's not going to work. Yeah. So I'm Holy sorry, crap. but we're going to have to go the difficult route right now. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that is in my brain how I got to this story. I understand. I understand. No. And you know what? I think all of us as individuals have had those days where we're just like, I could do it, but I don't fucking feel like it for mm -hmm. whatever reason. It's like, mm -hmm. she looked at me wrong or, <laughs> you know, like I had a, I had a day like that. Like, uh, I was, I was a fucking brat. I was like 19, 18 or nine. I was like 19. I was working as a hostess at a sushi restaurant in New York. I was a college student and, um, and I was a fucking bitch, you know? And like <laughs> the restaurant opens at four 30. But these customers came in at like four and they wanted to sit. And we were like, we can't let you in until 4.30. Mm -hmm. One of them had to go to the bathroom. And he was like, can I please go to the bathroom? And I was like, no, we can't because we open at 4.30. <laughs> and it, it, you could tell like on his face, like this was a fucking urgent situation, right? <laughs> and he was like, please, my friend. I was like, sir, I'm not your friend. And... <laughs> these are the rules and there was i mean i did have some reason to be a fucking asshole and it's because my boss would get so angry at us this is the yelling thing mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. get so angry with us if we let anybody in into the like past the gates mm -hmm. before 4 30 mm -hmm. and but the restrooms happen to be past the gates and i just had to stand my ground you know yeah. But at the same time, I also could have just been like, you know what, just don't tell anybody and be quick. You know, I could have, but I didn't. Right. Yeah. And eventually this but, guy had to just go and find a different restroom. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if that guy gets caught sneaking in, he's not going to get yelled at. You're going to get yelled at. He's not going to stand there and be like, I will take this yelling on her behalf, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because I so. had chronic diarrhea and, um, you know, I was yelling out of my ass for the last 30 minutes. So it's okay to get yelled at to my face. It's okay. It's totally yeah. fine. I could handle it. Yeah. That should have been your rule of like, you can go in the bathroom, but you cannot leave until 431. Like, that's it. you have to stay in there this whole stay time. Stay in there. And then With... make it seem like you just went in 
So it's up to you. If you want to spend the next half an hour in the bathroom, I will let you. Otherwise, you're on your own. That's a better solution. See, that's what he should have said. <laughs> it's like, Sarah, you can go in. It's 4.05, but you can't come out for the next 26 minutes. Yeah. He's like, My that's favorite. no problem. I'm going to be there for at least 36 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, can I take the hour, actually? I <laughs> I'll be out at 5.05. My friends will be yeah. done with their dinner by then. But I only came to use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll take something to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave. Just wrap it up. It's fine. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for everything. I'll pay for everybody's dinner. No, it, it was, it was a, it was a thing. Now, if I was on that Reddit forum, yeah, what, what would you say? Who's the asshole there? I probably would have been the asshole, right? I have a feeling I would have been the um, asshole. I would have said either no, yeah, I would have said either not the asshole or no assholes here, uh, because it's not your fault. But if you really want to label someone as the asshole, your boss is the asshole. It's yeah. not, but like it also depends on. So he called you my friend. What happened after you said no? You know, did he take it in stride and slowly walk out to find somewhere else, or did he yell at you? Like those. That's what he that did. He the first in. thing. He yelled at yeah. you. Okay. No, no, no. He he didn't yell at me. He did the first thing. He okay. He took in his stride and looked for another bathroom. <laughs> yeah he was a total sport yeah 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 no uh yeah no it's the system's fault it's often the system's fault it's really not the people's fault yeah okay all right thank you thank you for that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh medical whenever there's a medical post on am i the asshole it's always Mm. no assholes here the system is messed up and everyone who's not in america is very upset that there are these medical issues related to yeah our broken healthcare system yeah yeah and that's like an ongoing problem in new york city too it's like there are no public toilets you know there's like uh and in la too like you know in any urban city really like they they have like punch codes you have to have a receipt Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's like very it's it's like an anti-homeless thing really Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's a larger systemic thing it's not only the restaurant system but also the city system and social Mm -hmm. system blah 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 okay all right there's certain codes that i have like written down in case i need them again so i don't have to ask you tattooed it on your forearm in case (laughs) of emergency yeah Uh, yeah. but like i go to my dentist's office and i'm like i know that code i don't have to ask them i go on my way and know yeah and it's like even that like the fact that you have to ask you know Mm -hmm. it's like they created this extra hurdle that -hmm. requires this uncomfortable exchange Mm-hmm. and 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 makes sh- and and to confirm that you purchased something mm-hmm. in order to take care of a biological issue yeah, yeah. even worse are the are the times where there's a key that you have to hand back and forth it's like oh, oh so you get my start and end times from me now like you're you're getting a full schedule uh-huh. of yeah. how long i've been in there yeah no uh i worked at this this is also in new york i worked at this new york deli where the key was attached to a giant ladle so (laughs) that people would not forget it or lose it but it's like such a thing it's like oh so you have diarrhea now like you (laughs) you got business (laughs) you gotta hand you this fucking ladle over the register like and we're like elevated so we're like looking down it's like a thing you know like oh my it was so awful it was awful for everybody and now it's like i have to touch this fucking ladle that was in your bathroom i don't know what the fuck went on in there it's like oh god it's i also terrible. feel like it's a, it's a mistake to give someone any scoopable item to bring into a toilet <laughs> <laughs> like what good god <laughs> like, you're so right you really gotta trust people aren't doing anything weird with that <laughs> yeah no good god oh my god yeah new york's such a fucked up city 
Thank God I don't live there anymore. Okay. <laughs> Is no, it? Okay. I I've never lived there. I kind of think I would love it, but I'm un I'm unsure. You know, it is a really fun city. I will say that. It's super fun. It's very beautiful. You know, when, when you don't see, like, you know, people shitting on the streets or anything, like, or on the train. You know, Aside from the disgusting stuff, it is very, like, beautiful. Like, at night, you get a beautiful view. Um, it's like a city you could walk in all the time. You know, like, if you have errands, like, let's say a list of errands. Like, in L.A., let's say you have three errands. That's the whole day. The whole day is gone, right? <laughs> in New York, you could take care of eight errands in an hour. That's not mm -hmm. even, that's not even like, I'm not exaggerating. That's a truth, you know? It's like I could handle all eight things within like, you know, I don't know, 10 blocks radius. I could take care of all of it just walking in an hour. Be really fast and efficient. And that's the beautiful, beautiful thing about the city. But um, it's also brutal. Like, it's very expensive. <laughs> everything's crazy expensive yeah. you know uh, so you're gonna feel bad but you're gonna be quick about it is what i'm getting here <laughs> yeah 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 you're gonna die real fast but you know you'll you'll be efficient you know you'll 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 enjoy your time and you know it's like people in new york are funny like they're hilarious you know mm -hmm. like you get a lot of stand-ups in new york because everybody's hilarious because everybody mm -hmm. is suffering yeah and <laughs> And they're just surrounded by funny people all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, I need this. I actually need a laugh. So let's make it happen. Yeah. It's a survival thing. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like um, my friends in New York, they're not comedians, but they're hilarious. Like they're the funniest people. Like I'll go to lunch with them. I'm dying. You know, they're not yeah. on stage ever, but I'm dying. I love that. Yeah. And also yeah. hate that. I'm like, damn it. Why do you make it look so easy to be this funny? <laughs> Yeah. So it's the environment a lot of the times, you know, is the environment. Mm -hmm. It's like the rhythm of the surroundings, their families, their mm -hmm. friends. And it's like it's ingrained in New Yorkers. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's why New Yorkers have so much pride and arrogance and protectiveness <laughs> around that label as a New Yorker. You know, I feel like I'm in the process of shedding that in a lot of ways right now because my life is like right now like I'm unemployed you know I sit around like fucking in yoga pants like 80% of the time and uh yeah I mean I see I, nothing wrong with that so yeah you're right there is nothing wrong with that I tell myself this I, all the time I would yeah. love to be the first comedian to have a special wearing sweatpants that would be amazing uh, they don't have that yet are you serious I mean I don't know is there like I feel like it's like most people are at least wearing a jumpsuit of some sort but I'm like if That's I could true. look like a hobo during my yeah life, yeah that, that would be that would be ideal you know yeah yeah like uh sweats and crocs with socks oh man That's the because album I mean, title sweats with crocs and socks <laughs> yeah. yeah everyone will be like oh my Sunday I see I see <laughs> Your Sunday, it's like all seven days of the week for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, now for sure. I'm there, cherishing there this time. Oh, 100%. I'm mm -hmm. like, some people are like, I really want to get back into the office and see people in person. I'm like, I see enough wow. of you, actually. I'm all right. I think I'm okay. Are you going into work or you're just, you're at home, right? No, work? I'm home. Yeah. Yeah. Home. Fuck. There, there was... A couple times I've been in, but that's it. I actually started this job during the pandemic, so I've only been into the office like twice, and like only really met people I work with twice. And I'm like, yeah, I think that was enough. So. Yeah, uh, 
I think that's sort of what makes working horrible is going to an office where you're trapped with a bunch of people that you would never hang out with outside of <laughs> this obligation <laughs> and pretending to like them or <laughs> respect them. Oh, it's a lot like a family in some ways. You oh, know? my God. It's a prison. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking yeah. prison. Families are a prison. Offices are a prison. <laughs> They're, they're all a prison. They're all part of the military industrial complex. No, they're not, but you know what I mean. Uh. In a way, they are. In a way, they're all associated. Yeah, they all fuel one another. Yes. Um, okay. I do this at the end of all of my podcast episodes. So I'm going to ask you a few flashcard questions based on a cool. specific Korean drama. And okay. uh, you would just answer what you would do if you were this person in this situation. And, you know, just. You don't have to take any of the questions seriously. Be lighthearted about it. Okay. So the show we're going to talk about is called Now We're Breaking Up. It's a 2021 Korean drama. It ended January 2022. 16 episodes. Starring some big-ass names. Very popular. It was very intense. I was like, whoa, this is a very intense show. A lot of, Very juicy. Yes. Yeah, I appreciated it. I binged it and I finished it late last night, actually. So here we go. Let's say you're a hotshot fashion designer named Ha Young-un, and you're at a fashion event at a party, and you meet a guy whose name you don't know, but he's hot. So attractive. <laughs> and, uh, and you guys fuck. Y'all hook up. And then uh, you leave, and he's like, what's your name? You didn't tell him, because it's like, it doesn't matter. It's one night stand, one night thing, never gonna happen again. You leave. And then... You see him at another fashion event, and he's introduced to you as a really famous fashion photographer named Yun Jae-guk, and and you you're encountering him in person, but you're you're pretending like you don't know him, but he's doing the same thing, and he's pretending like he doesn't know you either. What do you do? I think that's ideal. I I mean, the weirdest part to me about this story is me as a fashion designer, based on our conversation about sweatpants. But um, I, yeah. uh, I think that people that you have previously dated or hooked up with, when when people are like, oh, it's so awkward to see them again. It's it's awkward when you both make it or one of you makes it awkward. You know, it's like if mm. you decide to just be chill with this person, yeah. then like no one needs. To, but it's hard because you both have to decide to be chill. So yeah. if, if fashion photographer and I are both being chill, I'd be like, this is delightful. I would in my heart be like but he's pining for me still right like you know because we all still need that you know? yeah so I would, I would still look for those clues to you know make myself feel better and convince myself that that was true but if i would be like all right this is ideal this is a great scenario it would okay. for sure bother me because i would be like oh no this person has information about me that i don't yeah. want other people mm. to have but mm -hmm. i clearly already made that decision by sleeping with someone that i met at the event so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so you're going to be adult about it and uh, not communicate and yeah, ignore. Okay. Got it. Very good. Very healthy. Yes. All right. When has uh, communication let... ever helped anything? No, so. it, it ruins everything. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's say now you're the photographer. You're the photographer, Yun Jae-guk. Okay. When you were in your 20s living in Paris, you were a struggling photographer selling prints on the street. And your friend was watching the stand that day while you were away taking care of business. And when you got back to the stand, you find that one of the photographs you took 
of a dark, wet uh, Parisian alley with lights uh, that was sold. And um, it was purchased by somebody. You don't know who. But then you see a photograph on this woman, Hyungun's phone, that fashion lady. And it's that photograph that you took that you sold years ago. She's the woman who bought your picture 10 years ago. What do you do? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask follow-up questions to this. Does you he can. like her? Does he want to date her? I mean, I mean, y'all fucked, you know, because you found each <laughs> other attractive at the very least. Yeah. So there's some, there's some tension there. Okay. I feel like if if I were him, if she if she felt cold to me, then I feel like I would be like, oh, that's it's weird if I bring it up to her because she's mm -hmm. gonna think that I'm trying to get like an in with her, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, but if she is being equally chill, then I would just be like, oh my god, isn't this crazy? Like that's my photo. Like what are the odds? <laughs> And then just like play it off as the most casual thing in the world, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you need is some it, opening, yeah. Yeah. Is it okay. is it weird? Is it suspicious? Like, is he upset that his photo was sold, or no? Like, no, no like, he nobody, was like nobody's taking credit for his photo or anything. Pleasantly he surprised. Like, he was pleasantly okay. surprised. Yeah. yeah. I would also, it, but how yeah. he got it? He looked at her phone. Was like, he suspiciously looking at her phone, or no, 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 or no? Actually, no. Like, uh, th so they're now kind of like in a professionally working, working kind of relationship at this point, you know? Because he's a fashion mm -hmm. photographer, she works in fashion. They're like in the same offices and shit, mm -hmm. and uh, they were like talking and stuff. And she sent him a photo, that photo, and okay. was like, "Oh, like I look at this photo whenever I feel down." Maybe it'll bring you some encouragement. So she definitely wow. gave him an in on a conversation oh, yeah. about the photo. And I would 100% was... tell her. Mm. Okay. All right. I mean, let's say. I don't... Yeah. No, go ahead. Like, I feel like it's almost not. It's almost more weird if he doesn't tell her because then yeah. it's like, why didn't you share this information with me? Like, because yeah. it's not like she i don't yeah i would and you have to share right then and there because if you tell her like two days later it's like well, that's weird that you didn't respond like or tell me <laughs> enough like i would at that point be like are you taking credit for this photo that like is somebody else i would i would find it suspicious if it came up yeah later. that's true because she bought it like it was like an anon anonymous photographer like he didn't have his name on it mm -hmm. or anything so it's it's hard to know okay interesting yeah. So if right, he told let's me say, right away, I'd be like, oh, that's his. Yeah. But if he waited to tell me, I'd be like, oh, he decided this was his yeah. later. He like, thought about suspicious. it. Yeah. Mm. He's plotting. He's ploying. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So you got some trust issues as a lady. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Let's say let's say you're youngun again. All right. You're the designer. Uh, you and this guy, Chegook, you guys like each other. Okay. You guys are into each other. All right. But you have not dated anybody in the last 10 years because the last guy you were with, you dated him for two months. It was an intense relationship, but he stood you up one night and never showed up. And he never called you to explain anything. He just vanished from your life. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that this guy, Chegu, is actually that guy's younger brother. Oh, my God. Not only that, not only that. But that other guy who stood you up that night, he actually died in a car accident that very night he stood you up while he was on his oh way to God. meet you. What do you do? 
That's insane. I, that's so funny because I would have pretended that guy died because I would have been like, cool, like, I don't know what happened, but he was, so I guess he died. Like, and then it's like, I would, th so then finding that out that he did actually die, I'd be like, I was right. Like, oh my God. Um, Whoa. I don't know. Yeah. Where was it? Where did this, was she in love with the original guy? Like, they were, or like, that's so hard because then it's like, yeah, that's, I, I would, if I had forgiven the first person, the first guy, then I would be like, oh, am I betraying them by being mm. with their brother? Like, would they be upset by that? Mm -hmm. But also, like, it was if it's only a two-month thing, then, mm -hmm. like, how much do I really owe them? And, like, right. maybe they would be happy for me that, like, me and their brother would be happy, you know? So mm -hmm. I feel like if I had not fallen for someone in 10 years... I wouldn't yeah. pass that up pretty quick, pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stakes are high here. Okay. I'd be like, do the in-laws know? Because it's like, I'm like, if the in-laws are gonna give me shit for dating both brothers, then that's mm. gonna suck. Like, we'll we'll get but... to that. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, this drama is so juicy. I was like, what? I, I kind of have a migraine from binging it. Honestly, I had a migraine since yesterday, and I was like, why do I have this migraine? I was like, I think it's because I was binging this very intense show. Okay, yeah. Let's let's say emotional. it is. It's a lot. I was crying my eyes out. I was like, oh, this is so much. This is too intense. I You're can't. dehydrated. I, I need water. That's the thing. I need a. I need electro. I need a Gatorade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's say let's say you're a woman named Shin Yujung, somebody else, all right? You're the managing director of a major department store called The Hills. Ten years ago, you were engaged to a man named Suwan, but he started two-timing you with another lady named Youngun in Paris for two months. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to break up with you, break off the engagement in order to be with Youngun. And now Youngun is the head designer of a brand named Sono, and Sono is asking you to renew their contract in your department store so that they can continue selling their clothes in your store. What do you do? I would need to know if Youngun knew that I existed. Because mm. if she didn't know, then yeah. it's not her fault. Like, because I, in general, it's never like the person who is like the other you know it's like my husband is the one who cheated on me my husband is the one who broke this promise to me yeah he's yeah. the one i should be mad at not this other woman right uh even if they did know like they don't necessarily owe anything to me it's yeah. still not great i don't think you're a great person yeah but if you you're not the one who like did this to me because they yeah. would they would have found somebody else to do it with if that's right. who they are you know that's true but if so so like even technically if she did know technically i shouldn't let it affect me but i still probably would let it affect me if she knew but if she uh -huh. if i was like no she had no idea i existed then i would renew the contract if she did know i existed i i'm I, then i would start to think it from a, a business perspective like am i doing better by renewing or am i doing better by not renewing okay wow you're really like how uh, much of a hit am I gonna take? Yeah, no, you're really fast at uh, coming to like to deducing like a problem <laughs> and getting to the bottom of it. You're very fast at that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good skill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the record, she did not know. She is just okay. as much a victim as as you are. Okay. 
then yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame her for it because, mm. but you know, it's also, I, I'm saying this emotionally removed from the situation. Exactly. You know, I, I understand why people would not make the best decision when emotions get involved, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, I'm not faulting anyone who would, I'm just saying in an ideal scenario, I would be like, no, we're both victims of this person. So right. it's not your fault. Right. As a third party removed, that's, it's easier to think and feel that way. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's say uh, you're, you're the photographer guy, Chekuk again. You know something that Youngun doesn't know. You know that your brother Suan was engaged to another woman while he was dating Youngun. You know that he died the night that he was on his way to see her. He was driving in, a, in the rain and he, he, he died. While he was driving to her to break up with her, he called you and he said that he was on his way to break up with Youngun. But he never got to say this. You're now in love with this lady. And you know that she's the ex-girlfriend of your dead older brother. What do you do? If, it, if I were her, I would want to know. So I assume people want to know. And so I would feel like I want to tell her. Mm. I could understand why you would be like, oh, is this going to ruin my chances if I tell her? But I also feel like if I were her and I got that news that he was going to break up with me, I would be like, wow, I guess like I'd feel terrible that I'd like wasted, not wasted, but like, you know, not been open to something else for the last 10 years. Cause like, mm. wow, they didn't. Even, so it would be devastating for her, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, but I think it would maybe get some closure of like, yeah, this is done. I, I feel like it would make her feel less guilty about dating the brother because mm-hmm. then but then I'm like, oh, is that selfish of the brother to tell her then because he's doing it for his own benefit? But I, 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 I feel like I go would go the route of people want to know things. Mm. Okay. I feel like there are there are some times where it's like, no, this is a white lie, and I'm not going to let them know. But for sure, I feel like in general, I would tend to assume people want to know. Yeah. Okay. The truth. The truth matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sets you free. It it does sometimes <laughs> truth is relative in other cases i feel like but yeah okay sure. let's say let's say you're young and you decide that you're not going to de- deny yourself of love anymore and you start dating this guy cheguk even though he's your dead ex two-time ex-boyfriend's younger brother now cheguk's mom calls you over to her house and tells you to stop dating her only living son because if you don't stop she will kill herself what do you do <laughs> I'd be like, uh, what's that saying? Don't threaten me with a good time. Um, I like, I feel like, because at first when you said that, I was like, oh, so like now I'm going to have to deal with this mother-in-law that doesn't want to date, that w- doesn't want me to date her son. But I'm like, oh, but now you're going to remove yourself as like the problem. Like, I don't know. This feels like, a like, like, why are you giving me exactly my solution? So, Yeah. I feel like I would t- tell uh, the son, I'd be like, okay, let let them decide, you know, like, if it's uh. like, if they, because also if they are like, oh, yeah, my mom's really important. And like, I don't want to uh, put her through that. I'd be like, cool. I know that I'm never going to be your primary person then. And I don't mm. want to deal with you dealing with your mom and trying mm. to like be second place to that. So like, I'd be like, all right cool i've dodged a bullet here 
and but then if they stand up for yeah. you then hopefully they will put their mom on suicide watch and then they will not kill themselves <laughs> but <laughs> yeah so. oh that's a really good point yeah it's a, it's actually a good test of character mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. love yeah yeah no yeah. that's excellent wow okay all right then let's say you're chegu the son and you find out that your mom threatened to kill herself uh if youngun continues to see you like she she took your girlfriend aside and said this to her mm -hmm. to be manipulative towards the both of you what mm -hmm. do you do mm -hmm. i would be like if you're gonna be in my life you can't be making decisions like that for me this is mm. my life and mm -hmm. like i want you in it but i don't want you going behind my back and doing all this stuff mm. but i say that for, as someone who uh already doesn't talk to people in their family so it's pretty <laughs> easy for me to, yeah. to make that statement i feel like yeah. people who are much closer it would be really yeah. hard to do that and sure. I feel like he he would have to be sure she was the one you know like that he yeah. really was like i see myself being with this person mm -hmm. and i'm i'm anything that i tell my mom any boundary i set i'm going to have to stick to it so i must be willing to follow through on whatever i say okay very prudent very logical pragmatic okay diplomatic yeah yeah you would be a good diplomat you, sh you should be a politician <laughs> i think you'd be good I at think that I would be yeah, I'll be furious all the time. Yeah, if I was a politician. I'd be like, everybody here is an idiot. Um, <laughs> no, or maybe law school. Like, I could see you at law school or something like that. I could see that. You're if very I, good. You're fast. Started to hate life. Maybe was... uh, you know, this Reddit reading thing every night got your brain working in a very like, like good, like you know, very decisive like way, like yeah. fair way. Like, how do I bounce? The... You'd be a good judge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I've also final. Been watching a yeah. lot of Law and Order SVU. So okay, yeah, there, uh, there it is. That's what it is. Yeah, it's the balance of these two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Reddit forum and then yeah, the the show. Okay, all right. Final question. Okay. Final question. All right. So you're Youngun, the fashion designer. Your brand Sono is doing very well. All right, like it broke all the expectations, all the odds. It's fucking kicking ass. But your best friend is dying of pancreatic cancer. She has a husband and a seven-year-old daughter. She's she's dying, stage four. Your parents are getting a divorce, and your your mom and Cheguk's mom are harassing you and Cheguk, trying to pry you guys apart. They're both being fucking heinous. All right, the CEO of the company that you work in offers you a deal to take Sono and become an independent brand, and he's gonna support you in every which way. In midst of all this, Cheguk says that he has a photography exhibition in Paris, and he's also sick of all the bullshit here. And he asks you to move to Paris with him. What do you do? I feel like I would choose the uh, contract, the design, the fashion design thing, because I feel like I not. This is gonna sound like I don't love love but i do i uh i feel like if you love someone you will make it work with them or and you can also love someone and your life and their life don't match up and it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you don't love them it just means that you guys unfortunately are not fit to be together forever mm -hmm. and so i feel like i would be like if where your life is taking you is not where my life is taking me, then I love you. But like, I don't 
if I give up this the other thing that I love to be with you, I will resent you as soon as I do it. Mm-hmm. And I, like then any time that you do something that to make me slightly unhappy, I'll remember what I gave up for this. And like, I, I don't think I can do it you know mm. and i'm like maybe that's petty <laughs> like maybe that's maybe no. i'm not good at letting that that's go right. but i i just think that like i have heard of relationships of people where it's like yeah i really love them but like their life was taking them this direction and my life was going this direction and there was no time that it was mm-hmm. going to meet up again yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's like yeah i love him uh, but i also loved my work and i fucking got pregnant with his baby and now look at mm-hmm. me. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Very good. Well, the okay. thing of like, you know, that men are taught to be someone and women are taught to find someone. Mm. And so like I would feel like, oh, I'm like defining myself by this relationship instead of this other thing that I love that I've built for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. It's a good seminar on uh, <laughs> how to be a modern working woman and handle relationships uh for the record ideal scenario in it is it is is, it's a fucking it's a tv show it's a fantasy you know like Mm -hmm. come on like from the way this was going it's like this would have ended like episode one like you know Mm -hmm. the moment she walks out and says like no i'm not going to give you my name or my number like a a relationship's over you know like there's no way this has been the trend lately that's been frustrating it's like i see a lo- lot more k-dramas lately where the women are a little more like modern women and they mm-hmm. are open to one night stands but the problem is it doesn't end at a one night stand mm-hmm. it becomes a full-blown relationship and i'm like oh honey mm-hmm. like if this is the message that you're sending to our young women boy are you fucking yeah no <laughs> there are a lot of rotten apples at the bottom of this you know crate you know what i'm saying yeah because sometimes it does work (laughs) right like sometimes it does work. like like i've had i've had one night stands that did not end at one night stands that's for sure and i've had one night stands where it ended up into a relationship that for sure however it's very rare (laughs) very Mm -hmm. rare it's rarely the case numbers uh, yeah It's, it's not the case all right yeah thank you Julie. and it's also yeah yeah okay. <laughs> no I was, I was gonna say it's also like sometimes that's all you want from that person and that's yeah. okay and yeah, yeah yeah it doesn't need to be anything more than that so. yeah i i just got blackout drunk deliberately in order to have get knocked up and i'm gonna just have your baby i never want to see you again yeah that would exactly. be a good k-drama that would be the show i want to see <laughs> a show about that that single mother and her baby yeah fuck All right. No, this is great. (laughs) Thanks, Julia. Thank you. Thanks for having me.